Hi guys, and welcome to Oh Crumbs, the gluten-free podcast. With me, Sarah Howells, the gluten-free blogger. And me, Laura Strange, my gluten-free guide. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Oh Crumbs. Um, uh, excuse our slightly croaky voices this week we're both under the weather yeah uh, but we're battling through so that we can bring you the best in gluten-free news and information for this week um now to kick proceedings off sarah yeah you've been working well working your butt off on a very secret project i know i think this might be why i'm ill i have had a day and a half in the kitchen baking and <laughs> i can't wait to tell you guys what it is but I can't tell you yet. <laughs> I know what it is. I know what it is. But I am sworn to secrecy, but it's so exciting. And I mean, I can't wait to, for you to share your project with everyone. So you must be really stoked. I am excited. And hopefully I will be able to tell you guys what it is. You've probably seen me doing that annoying influencer thing on Instagram when I'm like, oh, guys, I'm working on something top secret. That's so exciting. But I do think it's exciting. And I promise that I might even let the Old Crumbs listeners find out first before this season ends. Oh, yeah. The Old Crumbs listeners definitely deserve a preview, Sarah. Um and I mean, assuming that's just kept you completely flat out busy the whole week. Yeah, pretty much. I have been working on that. But I see, Laura, you've been up to something this week, haven't you? Yeah, inspired by you, I've been getting my bake on. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. I've already said I was baking. It's I don't fine. want to reveal too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so I, Halloween's coming up soon. Um, I There's a lot of Christmas stuff going on on Instagram. I... Uh, refuse to cover anything Christmas until November. You're such a Scrooge. <laughs> Me and Sarah have an ongoing battle over Christmas. Sarah calls me a Scrooge. And I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about Christmas. It's August. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I talk about it in like July. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll let you off now because we're, you know, it's it's late October, well, mid to late October, we're getting there. Um, but so I've been focused on doing some Halloween stuff. I'm doing some um, new Halloween recipes um, and some roundups Ooh. on um, Halloween products in the shops because some of the supermarkets, say like Asda this year, they've got a really cool little free from Halloween range. Yeah, I've seen this. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's nice that they've actually thought about the kind of free from community there, um, like various trick or treating bits and pieces and sweets for kids. Um, but then I've also been looking outside the free from aisle because there are so many different like confectionery lines um, that are gluten free, but it can be so confusing for people because like definitely some size packets won't will have a may contain warning and others won't so i've just i've done the hard work for you and um i'll share those um in the next couple of weeks on my instagram so have a look if you are interested oh you're so good laura <laughs> well who knows it might be rubbish but I, <laughs> i'm a bit of a geek a bit of a geek when it comes to research so i quite enjoy it and i've seen some of your recipes that you've been making as well uh, you gave me a little sneak peek and they look amazing yeah i'm really excited i made some nice ones last year and i was like okay i'm gonna round those up with some new ones i've been developing um and they range in like in difficulty from like super easy ones to some trickier ones so yeah there's something for everyone there as well um sarah you mentioned to me um something about weather spoons this week so do you want to share that news yeah so i've been getting a couple of messages the last few weeks because like one of my most read posts on my blog weirdly is all about what you can eat at weather spoons oh, right. and they used to be really good and have a specific gluten-free menu but a lot of people have messaged me this last few weeks saying that they've actually withdrawn this 
Um, which is slightly concerning. I mean... Yeah, I saw some noises about that on Facebook, actually. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see why in my own head, because I know there was a lot of controversy when they were putting things like halloumi fries on the menu, but some restaurants were actually frying it in the same oil as the chips, which aren't gluten-free. So I am in the process of contacting Weatherspoons to find out. Um, Weirdly, they are a brand that doesn't have social media. They've always done a big thing about not having social media, which makes it quite difficult to get in touch with them. (laughs) Mm. Um, But using some press contacts, I have got in touch with them and they are preparing a statement. So as soon as I get that, I will be sharing it on my blog and I will make sure that goes out on all the old Crumbs channels as well because... Like it is, I know a lot of people are quite concerned because it's quite a good, cheap place to eat out. So as soon as I get a definitive answer on that, I will definitely let you guys know. Yeah, and then restaurant chains like that, when they're nationwide, it affects kind of everyone across the UK, doesn't it? Like you're saying, you do rely yeah. on those those kind of chain places sometimes, just for like the quick and easy lunch when you're or with, with big groups of people as well. So yeah, you got to find out. Oh, good work, Sarah. And another one that I've noticed this week as well is has been in the news is Pizza Express. Um, yeah. There was some sort of concerns over whether they might be in so much debt that they're going to have to go into administration. There was lots of stuff going around on social media. But Laura, didn't you find out some stuff this week about that? Yes, it was amazing. So I happened, I was, oh, I spoke at a panel event at a law firm this week about influencer marketing, um, which was really interesting in itself. Um, but one of the women there was from Pizza Express and she told me that the group definitely is has been saved. They've got like a deal. So the restaurants yeah, won't be closing. Yay. And she did tell me that I could share that news as well. So it's not like top secret or anything. Um, so the good news is it seems that Pizza Express are here to stay, at least for now. Um, so we can stop panicking because I know um, and not just for gluten free but apparently they're really good for some other allergies as well yeah so they also have like a vegan menu I think and they do a lot of dairy free stuff too yeah but I think some like allergy parents are a bit concerned that like the one safe place for their kids was kind of being taken away so um, yeah good that that's still going Um, we've had some cool reader questions again I always say reader don't I listener questions it's a listener Laura (laughs) it's an audio (laughs) format that's what we get um we had a couple of good questions in this week um so Sarah you can fire away with the first one I reckon so my friend um Tony hi Tony if you're listening actually sent in this one um he wanted to know what one food do you wish was gluten-free that currently isn't oh me 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 can I answer go on Laura oh my god cross on (laughs) I knew you'd say that Sorry, I've, I know I'm not going to start talking about croissant on here, but like I mentioned it before, when I was pregnant, the like I don't crave gluten food. I've been gluten free for so yeah. long, it's just like it doesn't bother me. But when I was pregnant, I genuinely craved normal croissant and nearly ate one. Like I didn't buy, but you know when you're like, oh, well, I just wouldn't have because I was pregnant. But you know when you're like, oh. Oh, but look, that one looks so, so good. So I ended up having to go to Beyond Bread, obviously, which is now closed, um, but with another blogger, uh, Refrain from the Grain, and uh, we ate a lot of croissant. And then I had Alba later that day. Um, <laughs> wow. Story. <laughs> good story. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly she was like, I've had croissant, I'm coming out now. I was not expecting that ending to the story. <laughs> had a croissant, had a baby. <laughs> yeah, then no, we went... So yeah, Christina and I went for brunch um, in the morning and I had loads of croissant and then it was like 11pm my own wow. contraction started. <laughs> it was, that was Who a, knew that that could happen? Uh. <laughs> that was a long day. <laughs> 
Uh, but Sarah, what about you? Oh, for me, I think it would have to be noodles. Like, I really miss egg Ooh. noodles. There's nothing like it. And there's, well, there's those umi noodles, but they're made with fish protein. So if you're vegetarian, that's no good. But yeah, yeah, I really miss egg noodles. And also, I would love to try a Krispy Kreme because I've never had one. Have you not? I think no. I, when I was being a naughty student who didn't stick to my gluten-free diet, I definitely ate a Krispy Kreme donut. Um, oh, they're horrible. The you dream. Don't, yeah, they're, they're really not nice at all. You don't want one of those. <laughs> all right, I'll take them off my list then. Scratch <laughs> that, I'll stick with the noodles. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about some good alternatives. So... Oh, oh, okay. For donuts, um, Asda, it is Asda. Yeah, Asda do these like frozen ring donuts. Oh, amazing. Which I tried the other week and they are so good. They're like proper um, donutty donuts rather than cakey ones. And you just. Oh, that sounds exciting. I just like defrosted them slightly. You could warm them up in the microwave, have them with some chocolate sauce. And like, honestly, I was really impressed with those. Um, so that would be my top tip. Okay, right. I'm doing that for donuts. <laughs> And then for croissant, what's, who's got M&S got some, haven't they? Yeah, they're not the yeah. best in the world. Yeah. I would say if you're going somewhere like London, the pastries that you got from Selfridges looked amazing. Oh, so good, yeah, that we mentioned last week. They were lovely. Um, and then Shah do those frozen pan au chocolat, don't they? Um, yeah, they're pretty good. You get Waitrose and some other places. Yeah. So yeah, there's options Morrison's. out there, guys. <laughs> um, and so the second question we got um, is whether barley... So for, firstly, what's barley malt extract and is it safe for celiacs? So Sarah, I'm going to let you take this one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, mainly because I know you've done the proper research <laughs> on it and I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> so I had a look on the Celiac UK website because I know this is something that does trip a lot of people up. So... Barley malt extract is in a lot of things like um, cereals and chocolate and stuff like that. If the product is labelled as gluten-free and it has barley malt extract in it, that means it is safe to eat because the level is under 20 parts per million, which is kind of the level it has to be to be classed as gluten-free in this country. If the product is not labelled as gluten-free and has barley malt extract in it, it's kind of a tricky one. You either have to check the Celiac UK directory or their app where you can scan foods um, and that should tell you if they're safe because some products still are and some aren't. And you can also contact the manufacturer directly or you can contact the Celiac UK helpline which we'll put in the show notes. But I would generally say if it's not labelled gluten-free and it has barley malt extract in it to probably avoid it Barley has to be labelled in bold because it's an allergen, but that doesn't necessarily mean that because it's labelled in bold that it has gluten in. So if it's gluten-free, eat it, it's fine. If it's not labelled gluten-free, then you need to double-check. Yeah, so like Kellogg's cornflakes, for example, like they have barley malt extract and we can't have those. They're not gluten-free because of that, aren't they? Yeah, but then there's other like supermarket-owned brands. I think some supermarkets, their cornflakes equivalent are gluten-free because they are, have such a low level of barley malt extract and they're in the celiac uk directory and this is when as well like um malt vinegar and stuff comes into play doesn't it and that's yes. always the one we, again we've mentioned that one before but you know i think celiac uk say that's completely fine for us to have and then some of us are still a bit nervous about eating it so yeah so maybe if we link in the show notes to like the celiac uk section on barley malt yeah, vin- um, barley malt extract it kind of like explains it a lot better than i probably have you um, explained it really well yeah but we'll link that as well so that um, everyone's got the extra information well let's move on to having a chat about this week's guest 
Yeah, so this week we went on a little bit of a mini road trip and we went to visit Tom Barton, who is the co-founder of the chain Honest Burgers, which was very exciting because they're like one of my favourite places to eat in London. Um, So they launched in 2011 and we actually went to their first ever restaurant in Brixton to meet Tom. Um, and we had a really great chat. Yeah, firstly, I love that you describe going to Brixton as a mini road trip. <laughs> it is for me. I live in Devon. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, I guess so. For, for me, in London, it's basically you go, maybe we had to travel for 45 minutes, so... <laughs> that's a road trip in my books. <laughs> in London, that's just like a standard journey. Oh, why do we live here? <laughs> Sorry, so um, more about Tom. Tom gave us a behind-the-scenes look at how Honest Burgers have built themselves up into a successful nationwide restaurant group. Um, and also the really nice story behind why they do gluten-free, and like why they offer gluten-free buns, uh, onion rings, chips, like... All of their sides are gluten-free. Um, and Tom told us like how they cater for celiac safely and their extensive taste testing on gluten-free buns, um, as well as some insights into their future plans, which are quite interesting. We learn a lot and uh, we hope you guys find it interesting too. Hi guys, we're here with Tom Barton, who is one of the co-founders of Honest Burgers. Hi Tom, thanks for Hi guys. Um, obviously for those of you who don't know Honest Burgers, I mean why don't you? Um, they are a massive, well you've become a massive chain haven't you? Although given your like real independent starting, I don't know if you like to describe yourselves with that anymore. No, Maybe I, don't I should think, let you introduce the brand. I don't think that should be a, um, a bad thing. I think it, it's got like negative connotations being a big chain but we're trying to buck the trend and still yeah. give you guys good food, good interesting food. So. Oh, um, but yeah, we're, we're, I guess to introduce, we're in, um, in Brixton Village, which is probably why you can hear all the noise. Um, <laughs> the busy morning market. Or yeah, yeah. everyone's getting set up, but this is where it all began about 10 years ago, um, where we opened our first restaurant with very little money. We had about seven and a half grand, um, and we pulled in a hell of a lot of favours um, and got the doors open, and managed to somehow attract you know some of the most renowned food critics in the country um, and also where we began our kind of gluten-free um gluten-friendly kind of plight was uh was started here yeah, as well i really is... like that story like you so basically in Brixton there was a kind of small gluten-free bakery yeah nearby. yeah so i can actually see the building from here it was it was a wag um bakery which they were pretty ahead of the time i think and they had a gluten-free bakery um, and the two guys that owned it just came in one day and offered up some gluten-free kind of, they were kind of like muffins, they're quite, like I said, they were, it was 10 years ago, yeah, quite yeah. early yeah. days like, Obviously come on a long way yeah, back yeah, then, massively. they definitely. So they weren't, they weren't, um, they weren't of today's kind of quality, but they were, they were like pioneering. So we, we, we tried it, um, we quickly realised that the only thing in our kitchens that had contained gluten was our normal bun. Mm. Um, and I had a few family friends who'd been diagnosed with celiac disease and, and right, okay. I was like, okay, this, you know, maybe, the, maybe we should start doing it. Um, and we literally just used to, when we first opened, like someone came in and ordered it, we'd just run down to WAG, 
by a burn and oh, run back. It. Like it was really, go, go, go. yeah, yeah. It was really um, pretty cowboy to begin with, um, and then it started getting a bit of a name for itself. The same people started coming back in, so we'd buy like five buns a week and then yeah. ten buns a week and then it got bigger and bigger wow. um, and then unfortunately they went out of business um, so we started looking elsewhere and started taking it a bit more seriously and that's when we I mean we're probably a bun supplier sort of five or six now I think yeah but now it's um, yeah we do about three three and a half thousand gluten-free Nice. Um, buns a week. So yeah, because on your menu you've got yeah, so your burgers are naturally gluten free, and then you yeah. have the gluten free bun option, and then onion, onion rings, chips, like all your sides. Yeah, gluten free flours are amazing now. So we yeah. use um, D- Dove's Farm. Yeah. yeah, they're like unbelievable. We've 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 found some of their flour mixes better than the gluten containing flours. Yeah, um, I love for, this. For recipes. That you, you're saying me that basically gluten free butter you reckon is better. better than, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a massive endorsement. I, um, <laughs> yeah, there's no, I mean, there, there, it definitely comes with some limitations when we're working, we, we work with so many um, street food suppliers and street food guys that aren't gluten free. So yeah. sometimes we, we kind of start the conversation and we collaborate so much that then we have to say, right, it has to be gluten friendly, yeah. it has to contain yeah. no gluten. And they're like, oh, God, you know, like, how can I do it? And then we're like, it's actually pretty easy. And yeah. we talk them through it. And then normally, you know, sometimes they come out of it and they're like, actually, it tastes better. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> I love that you've actually stuck with it as well. And you're selling suppliers. I know you've got to adapt to your recipes to make it suitable for gluten-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, you know, with allergens now, it's such a, it's a huge part of our, yeah. our kind of backer house yeah. setup is ensuring our allergens are accurate. Um, I think that's only going to get worse or better depending which way you look at it you know yeah. it's a lot of work for us but it's great for the consumer for you guys you know because yeah. they can see um exactly what goes in i think we've actually just launched no next week 9th of september we're launching a brand new allergens page on our website oh, wow. to make it even easier for um people to identify what's in each one of our components because obviously a burger is made up of several things that are, then have their own kind of sub recipes whether yes. it's a relish or a bun or yeah. so it's actually quite difficult to determine which is which ingredients coming from which recipe if that makes sense yeah, yeah totally it and makes when, it easier then for people to kind of pick and choose what they can eat exactly yeah yeah so we're um we're launching that i think it's the 9th of september um don't hold me to that but yeah pretty sure we're going live <laughs> hopefully with that. it'll be out by, oh, the, yeah, time by the time this goes yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So when you started making like the gluten-free options, did you ever anticipate that you'd become this place? That, like, I mean, I've seen people book trips to London so that they can come to Honest Burger. Really? Did you ever like think that would happen? I don't know. I don't. I mean, we didn't think a lot of things wouldn't happen to us. <laughs> so, um, I think we were just we were kind of just focusing on the next five minutes, yeah. um, which is the kind of thing you should be focusing on. I think um, when you're that sort of when you're in that stage of business um we were just getting through the next day next day and that was that and then i think we started to realize how popular um it was becoming with the with gluten-friendly gluten-free people coming in because of the um you know social media and like you said we'd see people saying i'm coming to london tomorrow from like manchester um, they've got one in Manchester now, so they need to travel. But, um, yeah. They're coming for their, you know, and they and they make sure they come to us. And you see people, you know, posting sort of photo montages of like five places they've eaten in like one day, and it was like all the places that catered uh, for them. So, yeah, for us, it's not, it's it's 
it's something that we really enjoy doing and it's you know we like to be as inclusive as possible sorry that drain sounds like oh, someone's going to the toilet water <laughs> yeah. in the background so yeah we um we like to include everyone you know we want to we want we want to attract as many people as possible to our restaurant um our restaurants and whether that's you know, gluten-free, gluten-friendly, or, or vegan, or vegetarian, yeah. or, um, yeah. we, you know, we've got, we, we're trying to sort of cater for all, um, which is what we're doing at the moment. And, like, that's obviously great for us as well, but it makes sense from a business perspective as well, I would yeah. say. Like, yeah. as a business, surely you want to be able to get as many people in the doors as possible. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised, though. Not, not everyone thinks like that. No, totally. For us, it makes, you know, um, it's just a... Uh, seems very logical from our perspective to just want to cater for everyone yeah um and it's it's something that's kind of grown massively in the last 10 years as as has veganism you know yeah. so yeah it's an, it's a it's a commitment and I, I i guess for some people who don't want to do it it's it's you know stuck in your ways kind of mentality which is a lot of um a lot of businesses are like that they just don't want to introduce new things we're the total yeah. opposite we're always terrified that we're going to kind of implode on ourselves so we're always thinking how we can make sure we're going to um you know ensure we're kind of going to ride the next food trend um but yeah our our gluten-friendly offering is here to stay and um we're we're only going to continue doing it you know so how do you go about because obviously you've gone from just having one restaurant to now how many have you got 35 now. Wow. <laughs> like, how do you upscale, like, the gluten-free side, such as the bread, and making sure that you're always kind of got the best products in? Well, the, the company we use are massive, um, and we we try to buy more locally. Okay. Um, we, we bought from a um, really nice woman down in Peckham and struggled a little bit with the uh, consistency and we're now buying from a company which is enormous. They're based in Europe and they supply a lot of supermarkets and they're massive. And they've got probably, you know, a very high-tech bakery where yeah. they're producing all of their breads. Yeah. Even they get it wrong sometimes, you know, and we could be talking about, you know, I'm sure they're making, if not hundreds of thousands, maybe, maybe even millions of, of units a week and they're getting it wrong. And when they get it wrong, that's like, okay, we'll just write off a million buns. Yeah, so it's, it's so it's such a technical art form. To th- yeah. You know, if you, I've never tried baking gluten-free at home, but like I said, I've experienced a lot of, of gluten-free bakers, and it's really tough. Yeah, so, I struggle because so, we bake a lot at home, and I always find bread is like the really hard ones to get. Yeah, right. yeah. To get like that fluffiness, <laughs> you end up with loads of like. Just flat, I know. Yeah. So for us, you know, we decided to, to go to the biggest company we could find, basically. Yeah. Um, we are always looking, you know, we're looking for the next best thing, but we, we want consistency for you guys. Yeah. And in order to do that, we, we found the best way was going to someone who's been doing it, who's scaled it up, who really has nailed the recipe, nailed all the equipment. Um, but yeah, it, it, we nowadays, you know, we're factoring little spaces in our kitchen, so, um, and our systems are pretty tight. Um, yeah. yeah, what processes in your, like so behind the scenes, like yeah. how do you, you obviously cater for celiacs. Yeah. And how do you try to like keep everything really safe? In so your we've kitchen? got, a, we've, every kitchen's got a, a gluten friendly box, um, which has got a, a knife and a board and a set of gloves in yeah. it. 
um, and some cling film. And in there, they will the buns come in, um, and part of the prep it will happen sort of once every couple of days. They'll be slicing the buns; so they don't come in sliced. So they'll set up their station, take the, the buns out of the packet, slice them, wrap them in cling film, um, and then package them away. Yeah. And that's them sort of self-contained until they're then used and toasted. So they come gloves go back on out of the cling film into the toaster yeah. that toaster is only used for gluten-free buns and it's it's completely so good. <laughs> yeah it's completely different to our normal toaster so there's never any even even someone's first day they're never going to you know mix it up it's a it's a completely different model it's very similar to toaster you have at home um which is then used for for our gluten-free bread so We've then got little pots of relish and lettuce and pickles, which are all for gluten-friendly um, meals, so there's yeah. no cross-contamination when you're going yeah. into the same... No if dipping, you're just like dipping hands, hands or... Yeah. Exactly. If you touch a gluten-y bun, then you're going exactly, in there, like, yeah. whatever lettuce. Um, but we do recommend, you know, if you, are, if you are celiac and you've got an incredibly high intolerance, we always recommend to let your, let your server know yeah. just to make sure that the guys are really on it, because, you know mistakes do happen unfortunately yeah, and, and we would we'd rather know and obviously there's I guess sort of gluten-free gluten-friendly foods it's very different levels of tolerance aren't they we get some people who are like oh you can toast it on the same one it's fine yeah. and it's almost makes it worse for those so Sarah and I are both celiac and um, so like when I'm eating in restaurants I'll tell the team I'm like, yeah. oh I'm celiac and I've never had any problems I'm so eating no. honest burgers like, oh, I know I mean we take it seriously for um, everyone but it's just a good just we'd always like to just know just in case yeah, yeah just yeah. If, you know but you definitely get it to some other places now. Like I'll go and they'll be like, "Oh, there's just a little bit of flour in the sauce." Yeah. Or, oh, we'll be frying the same fry. It was alright for someone the other week. Yeah. I'm like, no, they must not have been celiac or not like proper gluten free. Yeah, fryers. Fryers yeah. are the hardest one, I think. I think people assume, you know, you're frying at really high temperature and it's you know a big vat of oil. You know, it's only what's a little bit of flour is not going to hurt you, but. We just keep we keep our fryers completely gluten free. We're yeah. always making sure there's nothing goes in there, and that's our kind of commitment to our menu, menu development and recipe development. Which, like I said, it, it's a little bit more time consuming than than not doing it, but it's completely doable. Yeah, it's just really interesting to hear like the process broken down from someone who yeah. worked, got the experience in the restaurant business. Mm. Like, hopefully, other restaurants listening, yeah, listening mm. your game. Yeah. Well, I do. I definitely want to address. I know I've been saying gluten friendly and gluten free yeah. a lot, yeah. and I want to address that because we, you know, I want to be upfront. We've we yeah. we we say gluten friendly because we've got loads of gluten in our kitchen, right? Yeah. And our, our standard bun, unless gluten-free baking comes a long way in mm. the next few years yeah, we're yeah. always going to have a gluten containing bun because yeah, it, it's just yeah. it's just <laughs> a lot bread is one of those things it's never going to be at the moment it might anyway. be i think i think i think it probably will be eventually yeah. but, but for, where we for are now, now it's just that. it's not good enough for somebody who doesn't suffer yeah um so people who want to eat it so we're always going to have gluten in our kitchen so obviously the concern we've got is if there is cross-contamination so we offer gluten-friendly food because of that because we can't 100% guarantee if we if we didn't have gluten in our kitchen we'd say that yeah having said that we have spoken to our we've got like a third-party food team who work for us they have been carrying out tests where they just order takeaway gluten-free takeaways um, 
completely at random, no one knows they were ordering it, and then they send that off to a lab, and then they get it tested, oh, wow. and make sure there's no, uh, it's under 20 parts per million, I think? Yeah. Make sure that it's under 20 parts per million um, for containing gluten. We've done that for about six months now, and we haven't had any reports over 25 wow. million. It's amazing to see like you going to that effort as well to make sure that your food but I do is think it's like important. Safe. Well, yeah. I think we're getting I don't want to overpromise now, but we're yeah. getting pretty close in our minds to be able to offer gluten-free food. So I know that I know for people for, for you guys and for people that have eaten with us, they know we take it seriously. For people who just google it and see gluten-friendly, they yeah. might be put off. So getting pretty close in our own systems for us to be comfortable to say we have a gluten-free food, yeah, um, which would be great because we can then put it, I think we've got something on the windows now that says gluten-friendly, but um, but yeah, we'd like to offer gluten-free. Yeah, fingers crossed. There you go, you heard it here first on Old Crab. <laughs> that is, that is, yeah. So do you see, like, from when you started and in your experience, do you see the gluten-free market just growing in terms of eating out? Because it seems to be more popular nowadays. Yeah, I think... Um, I feel like there was definitely a bit of a heyday where it was kind of fashionable to be gluten free, wasn't yeah, it? It was getting was. quite a bit of negative press and people just... Yeah, veganism's taken over. Yeah, yeah veganists are... Uh, they they're, have that. They're, <laughs> yeah, they've come, uh, come along, I'm afraid. But the, the, it's kind of like a... Um, you know, it, it's gained momentum now and it's, and it's identified as something that's... I, I say it's a disease, but it sounds like it's you know. It's celiac. Well, it is. It's classed as a disease. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't see that disappearing. No, you know. No. I think. Sadly I think that. it's. You know, I've read lots of stuff about why we think people are having these problems, yeah. and is it all the pesticides that people are putting on flowers and things like that? Yeah. But I can't see it going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's a genetic conditions I think it's just like more and more people are actually getting diagnosed whereas yeah. like for years like we've both like fought for a diagnosis like my mum they got diagnosed after me like they, yeah. people are realising that actually well, I think GPs are getting a bit more yeah, yeah. Um, so I think yeah I can't see it going anywhere and we're we're sort of firmly committed to it so certainly not going anywhere from our yeah. our business um, it's good to know yeah so obviously you're kind of now expanding out of the capital like what's next for honest um we have got loads of places in the uk we still want to go yeah um we opened today our first branch outside of england in wales oh wow um, is that cardiff in cardiff yeah. yeah so that's opening up today um right. which is really cool and then i would love to go to france Oh, so world domination next then? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> France is so bad for gluten free. Yeah, yeah it's I like bet. renowned. It's just a nightmare. Like outside Paris is great. Yeah. Outside of Paris, it's just so hard. Mm. There's no awareness of cross contamination. It's all yeah. just like, oh, I'll just have so a bit of a get on the side. Yeah. All the gluten free tourists would just come to honest. <laughs> I think we could, yeah. And I think uh, France is great for burgers, though. They've been serving oh, wow. pink burgers forever. Yeah. Um, very Steak different. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's like your burgers, like proper, like, steak like really good cuts of beef as opposed to like some well it's funny because it's like I know obviously this, this is a gluten free podcast I don't talk too much about yeah, sort of medium rare beef and <laughs> yeah, stuff but you know in France you can go to you know a local um, local restaurant in a small village and they'll happily serve you a medium rare burger yeah over here you know for us we need to have our own butchery we need to be LTTC registered we need to have ridiculously tight controls in all of our wow. kitchens their, their, their meat industry is the same as ours but yeah. it's just the, the 
the kind of concerns that are available. You know, we, we do what we need to do to ensure that. But I think French, um, as a as a kind of nation, of they love medium rare. But, yeah. you know, they love yeah. you, you order a rare steak in France, it's like basically raw. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, France would be cool. But we're also looking at you know we're talking about um, veganism and vegetarianism. We're looking at trying to launch a concept that would purely focus around. Um, those two um, things, so be uh, sort of be honest burgers. Nice. So there's loads of stuff we're interested in doing. Um, we kind of think we we've, we've got a really good thing that's working now. We've got some amazing people that work for us. We've got some really senior, um, sort of talented guys and people coming up through the ranks that are so impressive. So. We'd love to give them room to grow. That's really nice, yeah. like looking within to get the talent. Oh, it's the best way, man. Yeah, best way. Wow, that all sounds really good. So, Tom, we just wanted to end this by asking you the same question we ask all our guests. So sorry, we've given you no notice of this at all. But um, <laughs> what's your one pound of wisdom that you'd like to share with our listeners who are gluten-free? Or wow. even maybe a restaurant <laughs> who might be thinking yeah, about doing... I mean, doing you've dropped some great catering sort of, like, for gluten-free people. Already. Yeah. Um, I think don't be put off by, you know, your your essentially perceptions or your perceptions of what this might be. It's it's not it's not as difficult as it might appear. There's like I said, there's some amazing products out there, amazing businesses that are catering for um, for gluten-free and, and celiacs. Whether that's you know Dove's Farmer, yeah. incredible flowers, and there's amazing bakeries out there now that can do it what we do is we're just you know we're kind of leaving the really hard work to someone else we're just yeah. buying it from them and then <laughs> making sure that um we we tailor our recipes um so it isn't as difficult as you might assume um and the quality of the food is great you know we wouldn't do it if if we thought the food was um lower in quality yeah but yeah. We, we we think we found you know like we found an amazing amazing bun supplier so yeah we we think we can kind of tick all boxes and and make everyone happy and hopefully you guys can keep on coming down yeah well I definitely will be every time I come to London I'm like honest it's oh, good yeah, it's honest. can I get a burger for breakfast yeah I know thanks so much for your time Tom yeah, thank no worries thanks, thanks again well I don't know about you Laura but I really want a burger now burger and chips mm, oh the rosemary salted rings. chips oh all the food oh i'm so hungry oh, God. right okay <laughs> is it dinner time yet i'm gonna go and get some food um <laughs> well yeah we thank you to tom um for giving up his time to speak to us like it was so interesting to hear like the behind the scenes view on a business definitely i think it'd be really helpful for anyone who is either wanting to eat out when they have seen it disease or has their own sort of restaurant or catering business so we really hope that that helps yeah definitely because sometimes it can be hard can't it to know like how you cater with gluten-free customers what you need to do so maybe there's some insights to take away there um and we're gonna stop here guys if that's all right because both of our voices are about to go um but we will be back next week healthier and less croaky i hope let's hope so (laughs) All right, guys, have a lovely week and we'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Sarah, you can... Why do I keep saying Sarah, you do this? I feel like you're my teacher. Yes, miss. Sarah, do this. I'm... I'll await instructions. Right, okay, let's start that bit again. <laughs> I'm the move. I'm sorry. You plonker. Uh... <laughs>
I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't make it hyperactive, Sherry. No, it will go downhill quickly. Oh, I need some coffee. I've just eaten a load of chocolate <laughs> and had a cup of tea as well. The caffeine and the sugar levels are high. <laughs> <laughs> 